Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. I am your host, Fred Moore. Today's guest is Lionel from Get Lion Strong or Lion Strong Gym in Miami, Florida. He's going to be hosting the second Vintage Strength Games on February 8th of 2020. And uh, Lionel is really cool dude. We had a great conversation. He really cares a lot about what he does uh, as a coach and how he connects with people. He's in super good shape. Uh, he's a lifestyle coach, a trainer. He's a speaker. And uh, again, he's the founder of Lion Strong, and he's also the co-founder of Grit Miami. And his passion is in helping others. So we're going to get to that podcast, but first let's say hello to our uh, sponsors, starting off with Ongo Energy Spray. Ongo Energy Spray is a meter dose of caffeine that comes out of a pump spray. It's like, you know, a couple inches long. It'll fit in your pocket or whatever. Uh, two to three sprays in your mouth delivers the caffeine. You could ditch the energy drinks. You could ditch the coffee. You could get to your high energy workouts or your long drive home and stay alert. Check out ongoenergy.com. Use the discount code S uh, Steelmace25 to get 25% off. Adex Mason Clubs, everybody. Adex. Uh, the adjustable mace. It is awesome. I love swinging my Adex. Uh, I start off light and then I add weight and I work up to a heavier weight and then I back down to the lightweight again as I get tired. Uh, I could travel with it in my vehicle and it's it's a lot of fun to use. Uh, use the discount code Adex. Uh, I'm sorry, Steel Mace SMN19. Sorry, SMN19 for 10% off. And last but not least is macefit.com. Macefit.com is a, uh, basically a system, a workout system. You could either get workouts there or you can get certified. Do everything online. Um, check it out on macefit.com. Check them out on Instagram at macefitnation. Let's get to the podcast, everybody. At least once or twice a week. You know, I, I, Originally, when I started, I was doing them daily. I did that for about a month just to kind of get, get traction going. And then I switched to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then it was pretty much Monday, Friday, you know, that um, I continued doing that. I did that literally for two years. And that's all on just on Facebook or you did these videos? Yeah, on I mean, I, I got I have all the videos so I couldn't put them on YouTube. I haven't actually done that, made the transition to adding them to YouTube. You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I did them as, you know, some were simple, others were interviews. So it was always a combination of different things. And I did something that was quite different over here is I would, I would interview local trainers, you know, and all people in the area, whether it was mace enthusiasts, whether it was just regular trainers. I mean, I literally talked to everybody. And uh, people thought I was crazy for doing that. Like, why would you want to bring on another trainer and talk about them and what they do? Like, because they do some good stuff. Yeah. People need to know about that. You know, I said, listen, they said, yeah, but aren't you like talking about your competition? Like, why are they competition? Somebody's going to go to them. They're not going to come to me because they like them. Right. So why not give someone a chance to find somebody they can relate to and actually get started? My goal is I want everybody to train. I right. want everybody to be healthy. I want everybody to go ahead and get active. Great if it's with me. Fantastic if it's with somebody else. Get active. Instead of sitting on your butt, twiddling around, twiddling your thumbs, or you know, watching TV all day and then complaining about, oh, I'm getting fat, or I'm getting old. The worst one that gets under my skin more than anything else. Or I'm getting too old to do anything. Or I'm too old for this. Or I'm old. Like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a client who's 91 years old who went through cancer at 89, beat cancer, and literally came in, walked into my gym when she couldn't even walk in, 
saying that I want to remain independent. I need to do something to get strong. I love that, man. And you're going to sit there and tell me I'm too old? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Come on, don't give me that bullshit, you know? Yeah. So that's 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 one of the things man, that kind of makes me passionate about getting up every day and, you know, doing this stuff because, you know, I want people to get active. Just do something. Yeah. Like we can all, we can't necessarily extend our lives, right? Because, you know, we don't really have a say-so onto when we go and not go. Right. But we can definitely improve the quality of that life while we're there, you yes. know? We can get to be whatever age we're going to be, whether it be 50, 90, 150, it's irrelevant. We can get there having someone take care of us the entire time, being under medication and being heavily sedated and all that crap. Or we can get there like this. Yeah. Fantastic, able to move, doing the things you want to do, enjoying life, really, truly enjoying life, simply because we decided to take our health seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer the latter, you know? Absolutely. I do too. And and I think really most people, if they really are honest with themselves, would agree too, you know? I mean, yeah. how can you argue with that? I like you what you said about how people were s- sort of like questioning how you would bring on your quote unquote competition. And my take on that, and just based on the, the short amount of time I just talked to you, is that you are so confident. Well, first of all, you are so passionate about why you're doing this. It's not it's not necessarily to have business and make money although that that's a secondary you're doing it because it's yeah. something that you feel inside that you want to do this is how you perform as a human how you how you your this is your passion and then the other thing is you're confident that you will you will do well on your own whether you include the competition or not in your because there's more yeah. than enough to go around it's a big pie right dude i mean i live in miami bro there's millions of people here i mean come on you know like if i'm sitting here having to worry about what joe down the street is doing to get business whether or not that's gonna affect me then i'm doing the wrong thing i'm in it for the wrong reason you know because that shouldn't matter i'm here to help people get better if they want my help great if they want someone else's help great get help get better that's all that matters if at the end of the day a client improved and their life changed because I talk to them and I introduce them to someone else that can help them, I am freaking happy as hell, man. Yeah. I did my job. That's exactly what I set out to do this for. Yeah. Whether it was me doing the work physically or someone else doing the work, the point is it happened because I had a conversation with someone. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like the bonus for me would be okay, if they did it with me, then I get to be compensated in a different way as well. Great. Wonderful. But if it doesn't happen with me, I still get compensated because the client ended up getting where I wanted them to go in the first place. Yeah, that's you know, um, so. that's like the, the connector mentality. And I, I've physically and mentally witnessed that myself. I've connected people before, not even realizing, like, like hey, these two people are going to connect because they're going to blow something up. But I've had right. – I've, I've made introductions, and these people have gone on to do amazing things. And it's like you just said, you're like, whoa, if I didn't introduce those people, they wouldn't have done that. Bingo. But, but then the best part is, I don't know, six months later, a year later, they say, hey, this never would have happened if you didn't introduce us. And yes. you, you want to talk about, uh, like, it's a different form of compensation. It's not right. monetary. It's building a network of people who you connect with human beings that's right there's that's right it's it's a a wealth you can't even put a number on really no there is no there is no number that you can ever put on that and i think i think that's one of the great things about being in this industry 
the impact that you can make on people goes far beyond what you think it is, yeah. you know? And if you can just remove yourself from the equation, start looking, stop looking at what do I get out of it and really should get what can I give, you know, into this, man, the impact that you can make by the time this is all and done, all said and done, could be unbelievable, you know, in, in ways that you can't measure, that people will literally be talking about for years and years and years and years to come. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of what I see. That's what I want out of this is to be able to impact millions and millions and millions of people, whether it's directly or indirectly, it's irrelevant. The point is because of something I did with someone, they did this, who did that for someone else, who did something else for someone else. And before you know it, all these people benefited. Yeah. That would have never happened if I didn't take me out of the equation and actually did something for somebody. So that drives me every single day. Yeah, man. That's that's a daily thing for you, and it's a passion, and it's an energy. That's, that's, it makes you feel, like, uh, invigorated, right? Yeah, I, I am. I mean, I, you know, I get asked all the time, right? Like, how do you do this so much, man? I mean, how, long, how much time do you spend at the gym? How long are you here? I'm like, well, usually I come in at 5 or 5, 5.30. That's when I have usually my first set of clients that I'm working with. And if I'm in the gym like today, I'll be here until about 11 p.m. Wow. I've been here since 5.30 this morning. Yeah. They're like, how do you do that? I just do. It's no, like, there's no, you know, it's like not a big deal to me. It's not even like I'm struggling to do that. It's not like I wake up in the morning like, oh, man, I'm dreading to come here. I cannot wait to get my butt in here. Yeah. You know, I'm excited about that. And when I'm here, it's funny. There's times when I'm here that I actually don't need to be. I have to go somewhere else and do what I'm doing. But I just like the environment. I like being here. I like, like, not missing stuff because, you know, I can't tell you the times where somebody would come walking by and they'll just walk in the door and they want to inquire about what do you guys do and what is this different than other places? You know, to be able to sit there and then just give someone a different perspective on things. It's yeah. pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like that little thing can help just change the path that they were going to take, you know, and give somebody hope. So that's, that's pretty cool to me. Uh, that's that's like such that. a – yeah, that's such a great way to look at your life and, and your existence. I mean, it really puts – it in a perspective like you're not just an insignificant dot on the face of the planet that you have power and you have impact and like you said that impact could ripple through humanity uh to affect millions of lives for years to come and and just you don't even really know you just have to have faith in that that True. it's happening that's such a great True. way to live your life, isn't it? Like you, I absolutely agree. You know something? Here's what I realized too, man. Um, all of us actually have a purpose here. Most of us are afraid to find out what it is, though. And that's such a shame, you know? Why so are we, we afraid? Safe. I don't know why we're afraid, but we're afraid. Because we'll, we'll play it safe because, you know, if I try this thing that I really want to do, it might not work out. I may not make money. I mean, at this. I mean, at that. Yeah. So we let those things basically dictate how we approach our lives, even though we know that there's something else I would much rather do. There's not a person out there who can't tell me that there's not something that they're passionate about. I don't care what it, what it is. It could seem like the most mundane and insignificant thing. If they would just take the time to just kind of dive into that, right, without worrying about all the other stuff. And again, people will give me all the reasons why they can't. Well, I have a family. I have this. I have that. I have bills. I have, like, yeah, you're the only person on the face of this earth who has those things. Nobody else has those. I get it. I understand. So you can't take any action because of that. Come on. Don't give me that. Yeah. You know, there's always a way if you're willing to step out, right, and do. So it's amazing to me, though, that so many people are afraid of, well, what if it doesn't work? Okay. And what if it does? Yeah. What if you actually do the thing that you wanted to do and you're happier than anything else? What, what's wrong with that? Why can't you, like, go on, you know? 
and so it really like it's interesting that people are afraid to take action and afraid to go in that direction because of what may not happen. And it would be so much cooler, man, if people really took the time to just, okay, this is mine I'm passionate about. This is my purpose. Let me just go down that path. Whether I, I you know, spend a little bit of time on it every day or all the time that I have on it every day, let me at least go down that path and see where it leads. You know, yeah. it may not lead to riches, but it'll lead to fulfillment nonetheless. Yeah. You know, and yeah. people think that everything is about making money and all that stuff. It shouldn't be. Right. It should really truly be about how you feel every single day when you wake up. I, I, I talk to people daily, man, that I don't know how they do what they do. Because they get up and they're absolutely miserable every single day. Yeah. They're going to something to do work that they do not enjoy, to be around people that they absolutely hate to be around, to do things that they really, truly don't feel good about. But it pays them well, so they keep going back and doing it. Because, well, they have a lifestyle, they have a family, they have a this and they have a that. And, you know, the things that they might be really passionate about that can make an impact for someone, that can do something good, they don't pursue because, well, it doesn't pay, it doesn't pay as well, it doesn't pay that much or whatever you know yeah and i feel bad because as much as you know the trap i don't know i don't know how to change that you know like i try to give people inspiration in a way but uh i, I don't see that happening the people that inspire me the most to me are honestly are teachers educators because i know for a fact no one got started to be a teacher because they wanted to make money right <laughs> Yes, because they don't make any money. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. they got started to be a teacher because they wanted to do something to serve, to help others. Right. They were passionate about that. And that to me is one of the most inspiring group, group of people to be around because I know what they're doing. They're not doing because of what they're making. They're doing because they actually love helping, love, you know, making an impact. And it's a shame because you see so many of them get burnt out yeah. because they don't get the support that they need, whether it be from the parents or whether it be from the rest of the system, you know, to really do what they do. And it's like, man, the people that can really make an impact on everybody else are the ones that you treat the worst. The people that really doesn't do shit for anybody that's worthwhile, you're kind of like putting up on the pedestal and admiring. We got this crap backwards, man. We should really look at it completely differently, you know? Yeah, I agree, man. That's that's true. I my Both of my parents were teachers and... Um... They, I, I would go to school with them sometimes. You know, they, you know, right, whatever. You know, uh, maybe I had a day, a day off of school and they didn't, so they would just bring me. And I remember being in that perspective where I could look at the class, and then I'm looking at my my mom or my father there, and the, they're the kids looking at them, and I'm not one of the students. I'm an observer, and that resonated with me when I was young. And I saw how, yeah, these teachers, they have this huge impact on your kids. Right. You know, they're spending all day with this, especially in grade school. You're right. with that teacher all day. And right. you're learning huge things with that, you know, and you don't want a teacher that's miserable up there, right? Thank you. That's good. That negative energy is going to just go, your kids are sponges, yeah, right? right? They're going to suck exactly. it right up. and. And they're gonna they're gonna feel apathy and all those things that we don't want to feel. We don't want our kids growing up feeling apathetic. We want them growing up feeling like they have command and they can do stuff. So, right, um, what a responsibility a teacher has. And and no, yeah, I agree. It's it's a lot for a human being that what, you know, I guess you, I I assume when you're a teacher at some point that hits you like wow I have a huge responsibility here. And like you just said, sometimes people shut down, right? They go, oh, man, I don't know if I could with, with what's going on. Like, that's why, why you're saying they need some type of support so that they can be human at the same time. 
Did we lose exactly? Him? Oh. We're still here, right? Yeah, no, we just lost the video, okay. but we can hear your voice. Oh, there, you're back. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, yeah, because uh, literally a call was coming in, right? When I, I, I should have put this on, uh, uh, what do you call it? Do not uh, disturb. Yeah, not yeah, either that or airplane mode, right? So oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It would still work, but no calls would actually come in and interrupt, you know? Yeah. That's what cut the video out. It did, it did say your name, though, there. So as people... Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like Lionel. Just in case in case <laughs> people forgot his name. <laughs> yeah. But now, yeah. Um, let's let's uh, talk about your, um, your, your jam and everything. Where did you get started? And um, I hear a little accent. Sounds like Brooklyn. Am I... Right. <laughs> oh, good, man. I got to give you a class for that. Okay, no one picks that up. That's pretty awesome. Are you, you know? serious? I mean, no, I'm dead serious. Wow, People I got it. Accent, they, they, they hear an accent, but they don't know where it's from. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so the fact that you said Brooklyn, that's pretty good, man. You know, not too many <laughs> people would actually go there. Um, yeah, so my background a little bit. I was born in Haiti originally, and uh, that's where I grew up. Um, I came to New York, literally, you know, when I first came to the U.S. So grew up in Brooklyn, went to high school in Canarsie. You know, graduated from there, went to college in New Jersey. So, I mean, I was just right along, you know, uh, uh, in that area. So, yeah, Brooklyn, definitely. That's, you know, in me. Uh, left there, went into Hawaii on vacation, fell in love with the place, moved back, joined the military, um, spent some years in the Army, you know, was stationed out in Hawaii, did a whole bunch of nice and fun and crazy stuff, you know, um, during my time there. And then when I got out of the military, I stayed on the island because I absolutely loved, you know, the life. It was really like, Similar to being home, but different, you know? Um, and I'm, I worked in the financial industry for a long time. I was a financial planner. I helped people basically managing their money and doing things. But I'd always had a passion for training. I mean, I actually started that deal right from high school because I, at high school, when I graduated, I was a whopping 116 pounds. Basically, wow. an inch or two shorter than I am right now, but 116 pounds. Oh, yeah. Big guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I was massive, you know, I tell you, man, I was this hunk of meat walking down the street, you know, and so it's just one of those, I just hated being small, I hated being the guy that everybody would want to pick on. Now, it was always a mistake to pick on me because I was pretty good at defending myself, but, you know, I was still a target everywhere I went, you know, so I was, I wanted to learn how to get better. And I remember I, um, uh, right after graduation with the money I got, I went up to service merchandise, you know, which I don't think they have any of those stores around anymore. Um, that's kind of dating me a little bit, right? So, um, you know, it was a, it was kind of like a, not, I don't know, it was similar to Sears, but not quite, you know, that didn't have all the departments. It was just mainly like uh, certain things. I went and bought a Marcy weight bench with the dumbbells and, I mean, barbell set, you know, the plastic weights with the, with the sand you know, in cement them. inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I bought that, you know, I remember coming out of the parking lot with that box of everything in my hands and I'm like, I don't have a car. I don't I'm going to get this thing home. Right? So Talk about like, an okay. impulse buy. Yeah, real, exactly. Real <laughs> smart thinking there. You just bought this thing. They brought it out to you, and you have no idea how you're going to get it home. Because yeah. right? I'm like two and a half miles away from my house. There's no way I'm going to carry this thing. I couldn't even lift the whole thing. Right. right. So, it was probably like 200 uh, you know, pounds of weight, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty interesting, man. I got lucky because somebody, I guess, saw me standing out there with the stuff. And they felt sorry for me, and they came in and helped me out, gave me a ride home. Oh, nice. So, you know, that's how I got started with the whole weightlifting. So I put that little bench in, in, the, in my basement, and I went to town, man. Put my poster up on the wall, and then just looked at the pictures and tried to figure out what, what to do. What poster? I did the best I could, you know? What was and, the poster um, you put up? 
Uh, you know, do, you know when um, uh, when you get the bench set, they have the poster with all the different moves that uh, you can do and all the different exercises. Okay. So I put that up, and I'm literally looking at each one, right? Okay, I'm going to bench press. I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm going to do that. I have no clue what I'm doing, but right. I'm just trying to follow what I see, you know, as best as possible uh, from the poster. I do this for about a month, and now I can lift all the weights in the damn rack, and it's like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. I need, and I'm thinking to myself, I need to do something different. I just don't know what. And I remember um, I was running to work because, again, I don't have a car. So, you know, I'm 16 years old. You know, I'm like, I don't have a choice. Yeah. I'm running to work. And uh, I used to run by this gym. It was a Nautilus gym. It was one of the new ones that opened at the time. Um, it was literally the hottest place to go. But it was really expensive. I mean, this is back in 1985 we're talking about. So um, it was back then like 175 a month for the membership for Whoa. the gym. Wow. Exactly. It's like 500 bucks right now or something, right? Right. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was ridiculously high. Yeah. And so I remember going by there once, and I walked in and asked the price. They told me I turned around and walked right back out. Never even looked at the rest of the gym. I stopped at the front door, and that was it. Um, and that day, when I'm running by, I literally did a double take because there was a sign on the door that said 30 day trial, thirty dollars. I went right in and signed up. Ah. I walked inside, and I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this. Right. I worked out as hard as I could doing everything that I knew how to do. I'm sure I was doing everything wrong, but I was very intense and passionate about what I was doing. Yeah. So much so that the next day when I showed up, there was this guy there. His name was Joe. Turned out he was the owner of the place, but I didn't know that at the time. Right. This guy was about my height, which I wasn't a tall guy. Then I was like five, six, five, seven at the time. Um, and I swear to you, in a normal door, he wouldn't be able to walk in straight. He'd literally have to turn sideways to go in. But he wasn't fat. He was just huge. He was Jack. massive. Yeah. You know? And um, this guy comes up to me and he just asked me, you know, um, why am I working out so intensely? And I'm like, uh, are, are you serious? Are you, like, really asking me this? Like, look at you. Look at me. Right? Kind of thing. And, you know, and I just told him, I'm just tired of being small. I'm trying to do everything I can to get bigger. You know? And he says, I like your intensity. I don't see too many people that come in here and work out this hard. And I want to help you. My first response is, thank you, but I can barely afford to pay for coming in here. I can't afford to hire anybody else. He goes, I didn't ask you for that. I was like, okay. He goes, my name is Joe. I own this place. The only person that works out as hard as you do is a professional bodybuilder. And you don't seem like you're ever going to become a professional bodybuilder. I want to help you because I want to make sure you don't hurt yourself and you learn how to do things right. Would you let me do that? I'm like, absolutely. What do I need to do? So he gave me a set of rules. I'll be there on time, work my butt off basically, and don't question him. Just follow what he tells me to do. If I can do that, he'll work with me. Wow. I said, okay. And that's how it started. And honestly, he changed my life. Yeah. He's the reason why I am as passionate as I am about fitness today and why I'm so hardened about making sure I give to people, you know, in that way, because he did that for me. Yeah, man. You know, um, he spent the time working with me, teaching me the right way to move. I mean, it's funny. I tell people this because, you know, they don't believe that. But honestly, I didn't learn how to bench press until I was in my 40s. Because I was never allowed to do that when I was training with Joe. And so I just kept what he taught me going all along through my life and then just work on all other things. So everything that I've done was always unconventional. When it came to the gym and the typical thing that people knew how to do, he taught me the basics. Squat. He taught me how to pick up things from the ground, so work on deadlifts, but then the typical way, just pick up things from the ground the proper way. Right. I did pull-ups like I was going out of style, and I did push-ups and dips. That was it. 
and then everything else mixed in in between. So my movement was running from one place to the other and then just working with my body. That's how he trained me. Wow. And and best thing that ever happened to me, like I said, you know, that, that stayed with me. That's that's an interesting thing because this was in the 1980s. Um, yes. And, and Where everybody was all about the whole yes. get fit and pump. Yeah. He and, was a huge guy. Right, right. So that's a little so, bit. I mean, it seems like he was a, ahead of his time a little bit because that's pretty much the way the fitness industry is now. It's unbelievable. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and but he was doing that. I mean, again, 1985. This is literally how I learned. So yeah. what was interesting is that when I went into the military, to me, it was like no big deal. When I was going through basic training and everybody was suffering going through basic, that was absolutely the most fun time for me because this is when I looked at basic training as a way for me to just grow. I know that my job there, their job is to try to break me down and build me back up. My job is to just not let them break. Right. That's all. So it was a game to me, you know? Yeah. Any opportunity that I got to be able to do something physical, I took it. So if that meant challenging the, the drill sergeant or saying something out of line or whatever, right? Because I'm going to get punished. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. You know, I looked at that as a way for me to be able to do more. Yeah. Oh, drop 50 push-ups, No problem. Okay. Now flutter kicks. Okay. No problem. Oh, sit-ups now. No problem. Whatever you wanted me to do. Pull up. Sure. No problem. Punish me, please. Because yeah. that's all going to make me better. You know? And it did. I mean, I progressed pretty rapidly and I'm glad that, you know, it also made me realize that, dude, it's all about how you look at things. The way you think about everything is what you're going to get out of it. If you're looking at everybody's coming at you and it's all, they want to get me to get me to get me, then yeah, that's what you're going to get all the time. But yep. if you're looking at it as, hey, this is going to help me. Yes, it might be tough right now, but I'm going to get the best out of this. It's a whole different way of looking at things. Yeah, it's, so, it's instead of being the victim of all these people coming after you, you're setting yourself up to be... Um, in, in control of your life and learn yep. and get better. And your, your focus now is not on being the victim, but instead how you're going to get better and what that's going to do for you. Absolutely. And where it's how do I benefit to. from that? Yeah. Know? Right. Like, so, okay, this is going to happen regardless. How do I benefit from it? Right. Yes. And so, and I took that mentality in pretty much everything that I do in life, all obstacles that I've ever been to, like, yeah, crap's going to happen. That's just life. Listen, if you complain because you have crap happening to you, there's an alternative. You could be dead. Right. Nothing will happen to you then. That's so you don't have to worry about that, right? Yeah, right? So stop complaining. Look at it as an opportunity to grow, as an opportunity to be better, you know? So, yeah, yeah life's going to happen. Okay, great. It happened. Now what? I can either bitch about it or I can figure out a way to make it work for me, right? How do I make this? How do I turn that situation, that scenario into an advantage for me? And it just happens to be how I look at things. How do I shift my thinking? How can I find the good into this scenario and then turn it around, you know, and make it work to my advantage? And that's literally the approach I've taken to everything. And I've been through stuff. The funny thing about life is every time you think you got it figured out, there's something else that comes in and challenges you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? See, so that's going to happen. Again, you're alive. Fantastic. Get yeah. challenged. Great. How do you overcome it? Yeah. Just the way you think about things really changes it all. Right. You know? Right. So, and and I, I try to impart that into everybody when I'm training. So my philosophy might be a little bit different than what people are used to. My approach a little bit different. I put a lot more, you know, hands-on emphasis on what people do and why they do it. It's not just about coming and get a workout or coming and do this thing. Why are you doing it? What's the benefit out of it? How does your body benefit from this? But more importantly, how does your mind benefit from what we're doing here? Because I'm going to challenge you today in a way that you haven't been challenged yet. So you can do one or two things. You can crumble, cry, whimper, and whatever, or you can rise to the occasion. Figure out how to overcome that. 
Yes, you might have gotten beat today. That's okay. How do you come back and be better tomorrow? Right. That's what I try to get to everyone. So when they come here and they train, yes, they get in the physical stuff. It's great, fantastic. But the mental aspect of what they get is way better because now it sets them up to be able to handle life because life is going to come at you in ways that you don't see coming. If you're not prepared for that or you've never gone through any kind of difficulties and you don't know how to handle something tough happening, I feel sorry for you because you're going to crumble when something really bad happens or you're going to explode or you're going to end up being one of those people that's being talked about that just took everybody else away from them because of what's happening to them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, like that, that shouldn't happen. You know, I mean, granted, I get it that there's actual, you know, mental health issues, but the majority of people that are doing those things don't have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. They had crappy upbringings in a sense that they were never taught how to handle difficult situations. Right. And so they take it out on everybody else. Yeah. It's your fault. Let me go kill you because it's your fault that I'm going through this. But yeah, blaming on, everybody man. else except for themselves, basically. Or yeah. not necessarily blaming it on yourself, but taking accountability that everything yeah, is. shouldn't be blame. Okay, this happened because of what I did or didn't do. How do I fix it? Yeah. And then go fix it. Yeah, it's, it's accountability. Now, they, yeah. Nobody said shit about everything's going to be easy. I think, you know, everyone's always looking for the easy way and easy, yes. easy, easy. I, I teach my client one simple rule here, right? And and I apply that to a lot of the workouts and the a way that I approach everything. What we're going to do is simple. And every time I say simple, the initial reaction for everyone is they think, oh, that means easy. No, what they've learned working with me is simple and easy are two completely different things. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Actually, the simpler it is, usually the harder it's going to be for you. It's going to destroy you more than anything you've ever experienced. So in doing so, people have learned to get that, okay, life doesn't have to be as complicated as I make it. It can be simple, but it's not going to be just easy peasy. Everything just falls the way that I want. So they learn how to handle other things that happen to them simply because they've gotten the experience over and over and over again. For some people, they have to have it about 100 times before it actually sinks in. Yeah. For others, they get it after the first or second. Yeah. And then everyone else is somewhere in between the two, you know? Yeah. Okay. As long as you get it, I'm good. Nice. And when did you open up your gym? It's been about five years now that I've had this location. All right. So uh, were, and- you, were you coaching people in, like, other gyms before that? Yeah, or- yeah. Okay. So, so I've been working with people, you know, for the last 35 years now. You know, basically since 16, once I started learning and, you know, I would get home, my friends would see me do things and they're like, wow, this is cool. I want to learn how to do that, too. So I was teaching them what I was being taught. The way that Joe worked with me, I turned around and worked with everybody else in exactly the same way. Hey, that made sense to me. If it's working for me, that means it should work for you, too. And lo and behold, it did. You know, so that that kind of developed from there in the military. um, I I was actually uh, uh, it, it was an honor for me because I got a chance because uh, I was doing so well on PT test, I got challenged by uh, my uh, company commander, you know, that I couldn't do the same thing with uh, everybody else. And I said, well, give me a squad. Let me take care of my squad. Let me train them. And I guarantee you that their test results will be at least 20 points higher than it was in the last one, you know? And he's like, okay, that's a bold statement. Well, what, what if you don't? Well, if I don't, you can do whatever you want. With me. You can demote me, you can, you know, punish me. But if I do, this is what I want in return. Like, you know, we get five-day passes. We get to, you know, not no longer have to do PT with everyone. We can do our own and so on. So I negotiated something with him. Wow. And he allowed me to actually, like, go take them through training. You know, so instead of doing PT, we'll meet up with everybody, then break out of formation and we'll go do our own thing. 
here we go again. And, um, you know, we'd go do our own thing. And uh, when we come back, you know, we took our PT test. Everyone's score improved dramatically. And so we all got passes and we all got to hang out and do different things. And, and that was cool. And so it was a great lesson for me because it helped me understand that, okay, the things that I was learning about fitness and about moving and about the body was actually correct because in an environment where, I mean, we're talking about being in the army here, you know, people are at their peak physical fitness, right? Yeah. And it was, a, I was in an infantry unit. So we were in combat ready. We we're always moving, always active. You know, so people were in shape. It wasn't like they were out of shape. They were in shape because we we're constantly doing things. Yeah. So to be able to take someone in that environment and still help them improve on what they were doing, uh, that was a pretty big deal. That helped me realize that, all right, maybe there's something to this training thing here. I got a question about this. When you mm -hmm. uh, made this arrangement, did you handpick the guys or did they give no. you? Okay, so they no, gave they were, you. The, yeah, this was my unit. Those were the guys that I trained, period. I didn't have a choice into who I picked and who I didn't. Okay, so now basically you're now the, their leader, right? You're going to lead these guys. And maybe some of them are like, what the hell is going on here or whatever. Uh, what was there? Was it the five-day pass that was the incentive? I, I almost feel like no. I think I'm, what I'm trying to get at with my my weird way of asking a question here is um, you led them and you inspired them, right? I, I mean, that's yeah. what it feels like. I'm, I'm sure the five-day pass was a nice cherry on it was, top. It was part of the incentive. That wasn't what, what, what it was. Okay, yeah. So here's the thing. Right back then, you know, a lot of the PT that we would do involved just going on long runs and just runs for no reason, and then just coming in doing a few push-ups, doing some sit-ups, some side kicks, and the typical things, and that was it. And it was just kind of boring going through that over and over and over every single day. Yeah. And so what I promised and what I offered is we're going to do things different. Yes, we're going to work out, but it's not going to be the same thing. We might go into the gym, we might not. We might just go outside, but we're going to do things that are different in the way we move and the way we do stuff. And that was like the, okay, that sounds cool. Along with that, we are now going to get this if our scores improve. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, so it was like, okay, we get to do this for a couple of months to train. And if we improve our performance, here are the benefits of them. You know, we're going to get passes. We're going to get additional things. We're going to get recognized in front of everybody else, which is a big deal, especially back then, you know. I don't think people realize how important it is to recognize people for their efforts yeah. and what they do. So, you know, the fact that they were going to be recognized in front of everybody for doing something that no one else was doing, that was big. Yeah. And then having the five-day pass on top of it was pretty cool. And one of the things that I also negotiated was that if we did this, uh, could we continue, you know, training on our own after the PT test? You know, at least for one month, yes, we were allowed to do that. So that was another thing that, we're now on our own. We can do whatever we wanted, basically just show up for formation and come out of formation and do our own thing. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a big deal, you know? And so, yeah, that, that's, they listen. That's really cool. This is a great story, and, and um, I'm taking a lot from it because, you know, I've been talking a lot about how, you know, you have we have clients as coaches, right? And, like, how do we keep our, our clients – inspired how do we keep them buying into what they're doing you know because obviously it's you need to be consistent and you need to keep coming absolutely and and it might be many months or even years before you start to really see very good improvement so how do you keep your client uh in the fold and here's some ways like you know not only you could you could inspire them but sometimes that wanes a little bit um, right but yes 
you know, maybe a little incentive, like um, a five day pass. Right. But <laughs> but you you have to be a leader. You have to lead your clients. They're looking at you. They're they're doing what you tell them to do. So for crying out loud, you know, live the life. Um, right. And inspire you better them. emulate what you want your clients to do. Period. Yeah, right. You can't listen. You know, I, I, again, so long in this industry, I see a ton of people come in and go. Um, I see a lot of people around that are great at, you know, what they do, but they're crappy at demonstrating that to their clients. Yeah. You know, their lifestyle doesn't reflect what they're trying to get everybody else to do. And I think that's the absolute wrong message to send to everyone. Right. Just like raising your kids. Do what I say. Don't do what I do. Yeah. Don't smoke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. OK. That's going to work really well. Yeah. You know, I mean, so your clients are looking at you. I, did, Maybe this is a weird way, but this is, and I tell them this, right? My clients are my kids. Some of my kids are older than me, but they're still my kids, yeah. you know? And I treat them in that sense because I want my kids to grow. And, and, and I use that analogy with them and they all get it. When you come walking in here, you're like the baby, the newborn, right? You're just like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You have no control of your, your physical abilities and yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? right? And I'm watching you learn. You know, and all of a sudden I see you progress. Oh, cool. Look at you. You're crawling on the floor. I'm all excited now because I'm over here cheering you on. Yeah. You're looking at me like, yeah, but I'm not doing anything yet. I can't do what they do. And I'm like, stop worrying about them. You're crawling now. You couldn't even roll over before. This is awesome. Yeah. And then you get up and you walk in and now you can walk. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. And now I'm watching you run. I'm going, yay, you're running. And yeah. then you can pick up a bat or you can pick up a ball. You can do something with it. And when I explain that to them and I'm going through their progress and I tell them where they are, the journey, they get it. They get it. It kind of gives them an incentive like, oh, cool. I'm at the running stage now. Now I want to get to the point where I can pick up a ball and start moving it. Now I want to be able to play a sport. Now I want to be able to do this. Or now like, hey, I've graduated. I'm in high school now, yeah. you know, because I've elevated. I'm no longer just a newborn kid, you know. And now I'm graduating high school. I'm going into college. And now, man, I'm ready to face on the world because yeah. I can pretty much do everything. Big deal, you yeah. know, just little things that just kind of help people realize that, you know, because I think one of the things that happens when we lose that um, thing with our clients is because we forget or we let them forget where they came from. Oh, Maybe because sometimes we forget where we came from. Yeah. You know, we look at what we can do now and where we are and whether, whether it's the way we look physically or the things that we're capable of doing. And we forget that there was a time where we couldn't do any of that. We forget that there was a time we didn't look the way that we look. We forget that there was a time where maybe we were 100 pounds overweight or whatever, you know? And when we forget those things, it's really difficult to keep someone else motivated about doing stuff when they're not seeing progress every time they look around. Right. And so you have to remind people of where they come from because sometimes, and I see it in workouts, man. People will be doing something and they get frustrated because they can't do it as well as they think they should. And I always come in and stop them. Maybe we stop. You're getting mad because you can't do 15 of these unbroken? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Okay, here, come, let me show you something. Remember this? Yeah, this is when you couldn't do one. What are you complaining about? Yeah. That you can do more now? Is that it? I mean, seriously, you mad about that? Fact? Well, no, you're not. So what are you mad about then? Oh, I'm not. Okay, that's what I thought. Let's focus on the right thing. Look at where you used to be before any of this. Look at what you're capable of now. Don't ever forget that. I know you're not where you want to be, but hell, come on, man. You've just been you only been doing this for how long? Yeah. Okay, and you think you should be a master by now? I've been doing this for 30 freaking years longer than you, and I still haven't mastered it. What makes you think that, oh, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, let me, let me refocus and continue on. 
So it's so important sometimes, you know, for us to remember where we came from and what we went through so we can impart that to our clients and keep them excited. It's not that hard, but it's just sometimes we lose sight of stuff because yeah. we focus on all the muck that's happening, you know? Yeah, we get caught up in a lot of other stuff, especially like when you're yeah. running your own gym too. I mean, you have to Dude. worry about, do you have paper towels in the bathroom <laughs> and, and yeah. all that stuff? And you, it, you, know? you can get knocked off track so easy. People... People have no idea what it actually takes to run a gym. I know it looks glamorous, right, from the outside. Oh, you own a gym, so you must be this, and you must be that, and you must be doing well, you must be whatever. <laughs> okay, it's never what you think. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong. There are some great perks, and I, I, honestly, I wouldn't trade this for anything else. I really, truly love the fact that I can have this uh, and be able to do this. But if people really, truly understood what came with it, you would understand someone doesn't go and open a gym because they're looking at it as a way to make money. They're yeah. doing it because they absolutely love what they're doing for others. If they don't, I guarantee you they will not last very long. Yeah. Because I've seen a ton of gyms open up and within a year or two close down because, again, their purpose for opening the gym wasn't because I want to help benefit other people. It was because I want to try to make money fast and it's not happening the way that they wanted because they didn't go at it you know, the right way. Right. doesn't right. mean that there's anything wrong with making money, man. Come on. The reason why you go to work is why? To make money. Oh, because you want to get paid. So you don't think I should get paid for what I do as well? Right. I mean, come on, let's get real here, right? All of us should have an opportunity to make as much money as we could possibly make, but it should never be at the detriment of the people that we're trying to help. Yeah. It should always be make as much money as you can, but make sure you're giving as much value as possible in return yeah, yeah. You know, for yeah. it. So. Yeah, kind of um, like a know, doctor, right? Do no harm, you know? A doctor, yeah. a, a brain surgeon can make like $100,000 uh, in one surgery, but do, right. do no harm, you know? You don't do right. detriment. So, right. yeah, a you fitness know, profession, it's funny that same you, thing. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up that the, the brain surgeon example because, I, honestly, I look at what we do, you know, as coaches, right? If we're really, like, passionate about our crafts, if we take time to go study and learn and develop and grow, you know, we are like the doctors mm -hmm. before you get to the doctor, right? Yeah. So well, yeah, you hopefully can come to me. You, you don't have yeah. to go to the doctor, right? Exactly. You know, you can come to me and learn the right things to do and prevent yourself from ever having to go see a doctor, or you can choose to do what you're doing and then go see them sooner. You know, either way, you're going to pay. Yeah. You're just you're going to pay a whole lot more in one way than you will the other. Yeah. You know? right. I think the preventive approach will allow you to spend less and get way more benefit out of it, you know, than the other way around. Because the other way around, your lifespan is shorter and the rest of your life sucks because yeah. you have to, you know, yeah. be under doctor supervision for every little thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've watched parents, I've watched my grandparents go through this. And it's not a fun thing, man, watching people you love go through things that could have been prevented. They just simply did a few things differently. Yeah. You know, but because either lack of knowledge, lack of, you know, help. Uh, no one, you know, to really like push them and motivate them. No one to inspire them. Them not believing that they're capable. They let all these things happen to them. Well, because what happened to the rest of my family? What does that have to do with you? You know, people talk to me all the time about, oh, well, you know, you look like you do because you've always been in shape. Right. You no, know, that, that, that runs in your DNA. I'm like, man, shut up. You know, I want to like reach out and smack somebody when they tell me this. Yeah. Because I want to tell you something. When I look at the, 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 my family, my history, all the males in my family, and this is not a joke, this is a reality, and it's a sad reality, but when I look at from my grandfather on down, right, to everybody, including the generation below me, most of the males in my family look like they're between three to nine months pregnant. 
Oh, yeah. Because they're walking around carrying the big belly. Now, the thing is that's interesting. Most of them aren't overweight where they're huge. They just carry everything right here, right. which is the absolute worst. They'll, they're, you know, they'll die faster. Yeah. You know, everything like tons of visceral fat, all the belly fat is all right there. Yeah, yeah. That's how, you know, most of the guys in my family look. So the fact that I don't look like that, I'm an anomaly when it comes to the males in my family. You know, and it's not all of them, but the majority of them are there, right? And honestly, it can be prevented. Yeah. Simple changes in terms of what they're doing can change that. The problem is, right, they'll be in a position where they're out here and they want to see it go down to here in a month. Yeah. And because it didn't happen in a month, they stopped doing what they need to do because, well, it's not working. What do you mean it's not working? It took you, what, 30, 40, 50 years to get yourself to this point, right. and you want to freaking fix it in three months? Are you kidding me? It's not going to happen, you know? Not I mean, I'm good, but I'm not a miracle worker. Yeah, and it won't be healthy if you do. It's going to be some, exactly. cr some crazy diet plan or whatever, drinking exactly. this or whatever. And it's just you know, be yeah, and that's another thing, man. I mean, there's so many things out there that are, you know, like really crappy when it comes to information. You know, because everybody's like out trying to make a quick buck on the fear of everyone, right? Because right. everyone, man, I don't like the way I look. I need to lose weight. I need to do this. So let me go try this thing because it promises fast results. You know, the simple truth is there is no such thing as a secret pill. There is no fast results. They're simply learning how to do the right things consistently over time and that'll get you there. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people don't want to hear that. They want that quick fix. They want that do it for me mentality. They want that, okay, what pill can you give me so I can get that result yesterday? Yeah. Listen, I can get you the result yesterday. The problem is tomorrow it's going to come right back to where it was before I got to that result because you still haven't learned what to do or how to do. Instead, if you're willing to invest the time and energy in yourself, I can take the time to teach you the right things to do so that you will never need me or anybody else for the rest of your life because you now know what to do and why to yep. do it. You yep. know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing, man. I mean, I really think that people can make huge changes and just simply willing to go through the process. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people fail to realize, right, is that whether you do something with me or not, whether you go find someone to give you help or not, the time that it would have taken you to get to where you want to be is going to pass regardless. It can either pass with you actually getting to where you want, or it could pass and you still staying right where you're at, or even worse, you're actually worse than you are right now. Yeah. So you 5'2 and weigh 250 pounds, you don't want to weigh that anymore, and I'm telling you that I can help you lose that 150 pounds you want, but it's going to take you three or four years to get there, and you're like, well, I don't want to wait that long. Guess what? That three or four years are going to pass, and you're still going to be 250 pounds or more. Yeah. Or you could be at 100 like you want it to be when the time comes. What would you rather do? Yeah. You know, I, I don't have control on whether the time is going to go or not. That's going to happen regardless. What I do have control over is whether or not you're going to do something and I'm going to help you do it. So if you want to do it, let's do it. If you don't, not a whole lot I or anybody else for that matter can do. You can keep chasing after all the little fad things and I guarantee you when that time comes, you're going to be worse than you are right now. Yeah, and you're going to be... You won't be at 250, you'll be at 260. Yeah, yeah, you'll be... 280. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? and, and you'll have spent all your money on those fad things too because they're exactly. not cheap. They're not exactly. cheap. Exactly. Uh, like $400 for a meal shake plan nowadays. Something Ooh, crazy like ridiculous. that. Are you kidding yeah, me for and, crappy and, you know, and protein? People, people seem to think that that's like the answer. Oh, I'm going to get into this thing and I get to whatever. I, I, I'm trying not to name any companies here because I can get off on a yeah. tangent on that one. But, you know, it's funny to me, man, where everyone's like, well, but I got the shake, man. It's going to be the one thing. You know, you get this and it's going to change everything. It's not the freaking shake. Right. It's never been and it's never going to be. You know, first, let's address this. Okay, let's say we do that. We substitute a shake for everything else that you're doing, right? 
and you know you now find yourself in a calorie deficit wow what a concept and you now start losing weight holy shit wow the shakes must be amazing no it's not the damn shake you're in a calorie deficit that's why you're losing weight right the problem is if you're not getting all the nutrients the way that you're supposed to now that you're in a deficit you're not only losing body fat you're losing a shit ton of muscle and lean tissue along with it and now a year later you find yourself in a worse situation than you were before you started this program right. how is this better again Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, so you still don't know what to do. You still haven't learned. So now you stop taking the shakes. What happens then? How do you eat? Back what to do your, you replace it with? Back to what you know. Back to the oh, food that you ate before. Which means before. the crap you were doing before that made you what you were before you started the yeah. shake. Pizza. So what do you think is going to happen at that point? Right. You know, it's like, come on, people. Let's get real. Instead, why don't you take the time, the same time that you were doing that, you can actually learn the right things to do. You can learn how to eat pretty much whatever the hell you want, when you want, and still get to where you want to go. Well, I can do that? Yeah, you can do that. You know how I know? Because I do that. Wait, what diet are you on? Diet? I don't know what that word means. I don't diet. I eat. And I eat a crap ton of food yeah. every day. Yes, yes. And I can eat pretty much whatever I want every right. day. Right. The difference between you and I is that I actually understand what, what I'm eating is going to do to me. So I prepare for that. If I want to go eat that pizza, guess what? I'm going to eat the pizza and enjoy every bite and not feel one bit of guilt about doing that because I prepared for that. So I can go back to what I was doing the next day and the pizza has no effect on me. Yeah, sometimes it actually... I prepared for that. Yeah, sometimes that, that's, that that's like what they call like in the bodybuilding world, like a dirty meal or a cheat meal. If you're eating right. clean predominantly and then you have that pizza and then like you maybe alter your training around it a little bit, you can actually you can actually benefit, benefit from, from it, it instead yeah. of actually lose from it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And people don't get that. Yeah. They're like, well, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. When you actually learn the right thing to do. The yeah. key here is you learn it. But the only way you're going to learn it is by actually doing it on a consistent basis. Yeah. Because that's when you're going to start seeing how your body responds to certain things. And you start making the adjustments consistently until you find what works for you the right way. Yeah, it is I love it. a science, but it's not the same for everyone. Yeah, it is completely 100% individualized. So right. if you're not willing to actually take the time to learn for yourself what you should or shouldn't do to get to where you want to be, I'm sorry, but no one can help you. Yeah, that's that's a good message, Lionel. I love it. Um, yeah. Now, before we run out of time, we're, we're, we still have a little bit left, but I want to ask you about Mace now because you, uh, yeah, yeah, we took all this time to get there, right? The Steel Mace Nation, we saved the best for last. That's right. <laughs> but I know, uh, I was talking to Don over at Addicts, and he yeah. said, like, you have, like, I don't know, like 40 Adex Maces there or something Dude, like that? Dude, yeah. I can show you my Adex collection, man. It's pretty huge. So what you, what's the deal, man? Like, are you running like a mace class and you got that many people yeah. grabbing Adex oh, yeah. Maces? Holy so shit. so here's the thing, right? I have um, uh, actually the number of Maces. I have 15 Maces. Uh, I have 45 pieces altogether. I have 15 Maces, 15 Arcs, and 15... Um, uh, clubs, clubs. Yeah. Actually, sixteen clubs. I actually have one more club than I do the others. Okay. Uh, because a lot of times we do double-handed stuff with the clubs, so it's a lot easier. So oh. I have a set of that. Now I'm probably going to add more clubs because I want to be able to have for fifteen people to be able to use at the same time. Nice. And are you um, teaching uh, like a mace fit style program, or do you teach your? Oh own? yeah. 
Well, so, you know, it's funny because yes and no, I do teach Mace style program, but I also have my own that I've implemented from the get go. So from the moment I started using clubs and maces, I've incorporated that in my training with my clients. So when people are coming in here every day that we train, there's some kind of club mace or art that's being used in, in training. So some days the entire training will be clubs and maces only. So that'll be the mace fit type training where literally that's all we do and nothing else. And then there are other days where we will have other things implemented in the training, but we're still using clubs, maces, et cetera, you know, with everything. So um, from my 91-year-old client down to the youngest person I have, everybody's worked with maces, everybody's worked with clubs, everybody's incorporating that training with what they do. And everyone, everyone is seeing an incredible uh, benefit from it, you know, in everything else that they do. You know, I have a young guy now that's working with me. He's actually, he came to start with me because he's going into the military um, and he wanted to make sure that he was prepared and ready for it. So when he found out my background that I was there, he's like, hey, you're probably the best person to help me get ready for this. And uh, when we started, you know, we were working on trying to make him stronger in certain things. Grip strength was ridiculously weak and a whole lot of things were, you know, like faltering. I mean, he was a big guy, strong and everything else, but there were some things that really needed work. And so a big part of what we've done since we started here was working with clubs, maces, et cetera. And we were just talking yesterday and he was telling me that, um, you know, one of the things that he's able to do, whatever he needs for the new, new PT test now, which includes deadlifts, he can deadlift that easily without any problem. And he can hold on to the bar for like multiple reps where he could do that before, you know? And he said like, like, you know, pull-ups and things that he used to struggle with, not because he wasn't strong enough to do them because his grip would give up before anything else happened. Yeah. That's no longer an issue. And he's like, the only thing that I've changed is adding training with you with all of this and everything that you do with the clubs, man, I now see the benefit in all these other things that I'm doing. So it's pretty neat, you know, to be able to see that. I mean, I see it with me, but it's nice to see it with everybody else as well. When people recognize that and come and tell you, that's that satisfaction thing, you know, that that uh, that unwritten conversation that we talked about, yes, you know, right. that's like, yeah, cool. All right, I'm glad to know that it made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You said that to get into the military, they're they're testing people's deadlift now so so yeah so the the pt test now in the military is now different than what it used to be really so it's no longer just push-ups pull-ups and you know running uh they now actually test deadlifts they test pull-ups they test push-ups they test all kinds of other things basically and, and it's it's about time because really when you think about it man we do more than just yeah and well, you know if that's all you're looking at as, as a way to test people then come on yeah you know that's yeah. that's so, yeah so, it's it's a big deal. It's like it's like it's a lot more things that they now test. They test your ability with just running. It's not just running, short distances, longer distances. Yes. They test your movements in other ways, you know, um, which is really cool. So I love the fact that that's changed. Yeah. You know, I, for that, the better. That's really interesting because um, probably like a year ago, I was actually nerding out big time. I went down the rabbit hole on the internet and I'm reading. Well, what does the military do? Because I I know like yeah, they got them <laughs> running like 40 miles like you you used to do when you were in the military. Right. And it's like how does that translate over to actual combat? You know, so. They they were they had a, a firm come in and they did all this research, and they were like, well, you know, there's a lot of injuries like knee and stuff, and then they 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 were figuring out where it all came from, and they're like, well, you know, they're training and everything. So one of the things that came up was uh, they noticed that a guy who could deadlift one and a half or two times his body weight was less likely to have X X injury here or X injury there, whatever. Um, and that right. they, they would be more capable of 
um, combat, like, you know, sprinting from one obstacle to another and taking cover, carrying somebody on their back or whatever. Um, right. So this was like all research. And I thought it was interesting that the deadlift was in there. And I thought to myself, well, they'll never put the deadlift in because everybody thinks it's bad for your back. And then now here you go telling me that they actually require it, which means yeah. so much more. You're actually attracting athletes now to be exactly a tactical athlete. And these guys and women have to know how to do a conventional deadlift, which requires that you spend time with a coach, which means that you have to learn all the fundamental skill set that goes with doing a deadlift, bending the right. bar around you, engaging your lats, you know, hinging right. properly. That's going to expose your weaknesses in your in your posterior chain, which means you're going to start a program that enhances your posterior chain, which means you're Bingo. going to be a better athlete and you're going to be less prone to injury. Exactly. And that's exactly why they did that. Now, granted, for the test, I know they use the trap bars you know, for the test, but still, okay. you know, it's, right. it's so much more beneficial than what they were doing before. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Right. Uh, they're adding they're adding elements now that really, truly test the body's ability to, to do things, you know, and I thought that was fantastic when he told me that. So, yeah. yeah, we've worked on a lot of things to be able to help improve the way he moves and what he does and how strong he is. And, you know, yeah, now he's awesome. ready. So in a month, he basically ships out, man. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now when he's actually in, you know, his unit going through everything. I'm just picturing right now. You got uh, you got the most badass military already and now they're doing deadlifts and they're swinging Adex maces before yeah, yeah. before they go into the military like we're just going to be like even that much better as as a military. Yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing man like he was really impressed with that cuz you know, he'd never worked with anything like that before. He'd never yeah. seen a mace, you know. I was like, what is this thing? So I'm handing it to him, you know, and I get him the, the thing at the lowest setting, right, seven and a half pounds, and he's swinging it around his head. He's going, holy crap, this is hard, you know, and then teaching him how to move it properly. And now, you know, he can swing a 20, 25-pound mace, like no big deal, yeah. you know. Right. And it's like, yeah, this is easy. I can do this all day kind of thing. I love that, you know, to be able to see the progression and then the transition to everything else from it. So, Oh, man, that's that's know? fantastic. And now you're going to be the host of the Vintage Strength Games on February yes. 8th where I'm going to be there. My, it's going to be my first time competing. Um, so I've been training with the addicts. Uh, luckily, I have access to one at the, the gym I, I go to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So this is going to be phenomenal, man. I just can't wait to see, like, your setup and everything. Um, oh, yeah, it's going to be cool, man. We're going to have a nice little platform set up here. I'm really excited about this because that's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. I've actually watched competitions, but I've never competed myself. So Are you competing in this? Time. Okay. That, you know, I think it'll be kind of hard, man, for me to be here watching everybody compete and not actually want to jump in. So, you know, I figured I might as well start training for it now. So I started. Yeah. Are you? Gonna... I know everyone's been training for a while, you know, um, yeah. specifically for this. There, there's, yeah, I, if, if, if like guys like Scott Wong show up and stuff like that, like, Holy oh, crap, man, dude. forget about it. They're, yeah, but see, but here, here's the thing. The competition this is the one, one thing that I have, I guess, where I'm not so worried in a sense, but I am worried. Um, is that Scott outweighs me by a good 40 pounds. So, uh, yeah, so I yeah. don't think I'll be in the same weight category as him, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, cause, cause uh, yeah, these guys are like 200 pounds plus and I'm a little guy, man. I mean, I'm, I may look, you know, bigger, but I'm still a little guy. I'm just a little bit bigger than 115, right? <laughs> just a little bit, right? <laughs> you know, so 
uh, I, I got that going for me. Now, the whole thing is, I know that there's going to be probably like a super heavy mace, you know, competition as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm training, man, trying to see like how heavy I can go, you know, and how long I can swing um, a heavy one for. I tell you, it's not, it's not easy. You know, people think it's a simple thing, you know, watching you do 10, 20 reps. Sure. No problem. Right. Try doing a hundred or 200 of those, right. Yeah. Without actually letting go. And you'll realize very quickly, man, this is way more taxing than you thought it would. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Especially you know? when you start making mistakes. I was, I did, you know, <laughs> the addicts is not, not your friend when you're making mistakes. No, not forgiving at all. It yeah. punishes you very quickly. Yes, and and I'm learning that right now, so I'm keeping my eye on that. Uh, I'm probably going to compete in the uh, the 10 and 2 for 5-minute um, part of it, that, and that's it. And then the rest of the that's time. That's it? Yeah, that's it. The You're not going to go with the 360s? I don't think so. I, I'm enjoying using the using the addicts at the ten and two right now. So I'm I'm yeah. I, I are think you gonna do the two handed ten and two? Or are you gonna do the, the two hand? Two hand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm gonna thinking play about safe. doing both the two hand and the single hand as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that that's great, man. That's great. I I really look forward to it. That's gonna be on February eighth. Um, before we go, um, tell us how to how we can reach you uh if we want to get personal training from you and and all that stuff yeah so um you can find me a lot of different ways on instagram my handle is at get lion strong um it's the same on facebook as well you'll find my page there um it's you on twitter it's also a get lion strong i know i'm going to tell you right now i never go on twitter so if you send me a message there, i'll probably never get it yeah so right. it'd be easier to reach me through other methods uh on the website my website is getlionstrong.com uh, so again, pretty easy. Now, Lion is with the Y. In case you didn't know, see that Lion Strong. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so uh, easier, you know, to to get me that way. Um, yeah, to be able to come down and train with me is pretty simple. Just reach out. We'll sit down, figure out a plan specifically that makes sense for you know whoever's interested, and we we'll go from there. I, I'm not one that just says, "Oh yeah, come on down and take a class and be done." I don't know what you can and can't do. I'm not going to throw you in the mix of everything and have you potentially hurt yourself. Yeah. Instead, we're going to sit down. We're going to have a conversation. Get to know your strengths, your weaknesses. We're going to do a full assessment for me to actually know what you can and cannot do. And then we can now talk about a training plan and what we can do from there. If you like my methods and the way I work, you'll hire me. If you don't, you don't. That's totally fine with that. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's really the best way to approach uh, training with people because then you can feel comfortable if you decide to work with me that you actually like what I'm going to do with you. You know, yeah. Instead of I paid for something and oh crap, I don't like these people. I don't like that, but I already paid for it. And do you also do personal training one-on-one -on -one for yes. um, like mace stuff too? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. All and right, you know, uh, the thing with the mace, right? Not only do I do the traditional hard style stuff, but I also do steel mace slow. Leo's one of my best buddies, man. Yes, you know, right. We go back a long ways, a long, long way. So it was really cool having him come in here, going through the whole mace slow certification. So I actually have, so not only have, it's interesting because I have my regular classes. I have mace fit, mace fit classes specifically where all we do is heavy mason club training. And I also have a steel mace flow class where, again, we work with just moving with the mace and, you know, really, truly like being able to express yourself. Um, and all of them are doing extremely well. People love, you know, um, like participating in them. And what's great is my clients are realizing that they're all different but they all offer benefits in ways that the other ones don't. So right. they'll attend more than one style of class. They'll yeah. come to the Mace Fit classes, and then they'll come to the Mace Flow classes and realize, wow, this was hard. Well, I thought this would be easier, or this was harder here, and so on. So it's really neat to see the dynamic you know, of all that going on. So 
I'm working on just really trying to help people move better and be better and everything else, man. That's great, man. I I, pre- you know? I appreciate all that. That's um, and I'm sure your 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 uh, clients do too. Everybody, uh, Lionel from Get Lion Strong. Uh, Lionel, thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing. I'm right. looking forward to meeting you in person February 8th. And I I don't know, maybe we'll get you back on the podcast before that date, depending on how it goes. That'd be awesome. Um, you know, just to talk more about the Vintage Strength Games. But everybody listening, that you know, that's uh, coming up in Miami on February 8th. And uh, keep your eye on the Vintage Strength Games and guys like Lionel over here who are spearheading that and, and making it come – to its own light thank you sir i'll talk to you soon all right fred my pleasure man thank you so much for having me on you got it man all right man enjoy the rest of your day take care thank you you do the same all right